I put my whole life in your hands, Lord Jesus. And if you do that, then guess what? You will not miss Christmas. Good morning, and welcome to Peace to You from Peace Lutheran Church in Arvada, Colorado. Friends, do you sometimes see the familiarity that you have of the Christmas story get in the way of your relationship with God so much that you missed Christmas this year? Let's listen as Pastor Dave Allman talks to us about how not to miss Christmas. Now, here's Pastor Dave. The Christmas account, according to Luke chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear." And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Big question for you. I'll let you settle in. Is it possible to miss Christmas? Probably thinking, what what do you mean, man? Is it possible to miss Christmas? Christmas. I mean, Christmas, you might be saying, is the most emphasized and commercialized holiday of all, by far. I mean, it is a multi-billion dollar industry for merchants, this thing called Christmas. And with Christmas carols and Christmas decorations and Christmas trees and Christmas lights and Christmas presents and Christmas gifts and Christmas caroling and Christmas pageants and Christmas shopping and And on and on and on. Is it really possible for anybody to really miss Christmas? The answer is yes. It is possible to miss Christmas. 
Why? Because so many of you are so familiar with this story. You might come to this place on Christmas every year, and you've heard it all before. You know about the angels appearing. You know about the wise men coming. You know about the virgin birth. You know about the the track from from Nazareth to Bethlehem and that Mary was nine months pregnant and she had to ride on a donkey and there was no place in the inn. And and you, you know that they had to have the baby out in the manger and you've heard it all before. Been there, done that. Good enough. Yeah, you're so familiar with the story that it doesn't impress or impact you anymore. And maybe it never has. I pray tonight is different. It's a lot like those guys in this story. And you just heard this story. It's an incredible story. These wise men, and the reason they were called wise is not just because they studied astrology, but also because of whom they worshiped. That made them wise, right? Made them wise. So they are studiers of astrology. They, they study the stars. They're wise philosophers. They, they might be gifted orders, and all of a sudden they see the star. And the star, it might have been a configuration of the, of the stars up in the sky. It might have been a configuration of planets. It might have been just a special manifestation that God had placed just a few hundred feet above the earth. We don't know. And these guys are from the east, maybe from China, maybe some say from Saudi Arabia. We don't know, but they've traveled thousands, listen to this, thousands of miles following this star, this special manifestation that is unlike any star that there's ever been or ever will be. And they followed it. And these guys, listen to this, these wise men were familiar with the Old Testament scriptures. They knew about the promised Messiah according to Jewish and Old Testament tradition. They'd studied those scriptures. And now they see this star. And because they kind of have a, an understanding of the Old Testament scriptures and, and the fact that the Messiah has to be born, they're just not sure where. And so they follow this star and it leads them all the way to the place where Herod is. And the, the star, for whatever reason, stops right there in Jerusalem. And so they go to Herod, and they must be thinking, well, Herod is a king, so that makes him wise, and surely he knows where this Messiah, this promised son of God, this king of kings and lord of lords is supposed to be born. So they come to Herod, and he doesn't have a clue. Doesn't have a clue. I mean, he's clueless. And this guy, by the way, was a fanatic. He was a nut, He killed his kids, he killed his brothers and sisters, he killed a couple wives because he was so jealous of anybody taking his throne. And so he hears about this this thought of a, a, a rival king and all of a sudden he's got to find out where he is. And he says, oh, I'm going to go worship him too. So he asks, listen to this, and here's the key point. I don't want you to miss it. Don't miss this. He asks the religious leaders who are very familiar with the Old Testament, where is the Son of God, the promised Messiah, the King of the Jews, supposed to be born? And these guys stroke their beards, look it up, and they say, in Bethlehem. It says that in the book of Micah. They sound very religious. And then King Herod tells the wise man, go and see him that I might worship him too. Yeah, right. I want to ask you, if these religious leaders, the Sadducees, Pharisees, and scribes, were so convinced that Jesus, Messiah, was supposed to be born in Bethlehem, why didn't they go outside, look at the star, and follow the wise men to the place where Jesus was? You ever thought about that? I bet you haven't. Jaded, apprehensive, unbelieving, 
They were so caught up in their theology that they wanted to debate theology instead of seeing who the king of theology really was, Jesus of Nazareth. They were so wanting to identify, arguing about Jesus that they didn't have time to go and worship and see Jesus. Jaded, apathetic, indifferent, and they missed Christmas. They missed Christmas. You might be jaded, apathetic, and indifferent too. Maybe you've gone to church all your life. Maybe you show up on Christmas and Easter, or or maybe every once in a while, and you've heard it all before, and you've gone to church all your life, but you really haven't bought in. You've missed Christmas. These religious leaders were so caught up in their religion that they missed Christmas. I want to tell you, Jesus Christ came to offer not religion, but a relationship with you tonight. And I want to encourage all of you tonight, don't miss Christmas. Don't miss it. You might be saying, well, how do I not miss it, Pastor Dave? You know, I I just think these wise men, they'd never seen, never heard the story like we have. They hadn't heard about the angels. They hadn't heard about the virgin birth. They hadn't heard about, you know, any of this stuff. All they knew is that they followed this star and they knew the Son of God was going to be born and they really weren't sure and they followed the star and with wild-eyed, childlike amazement, they followed the star and they went to worship. They didn't miss Christmas. I, I just, uh, just a few days ago, right here, 30 or 40 kids right in these first three or four rows on a Wednesday, I, I told them the story of Christmas, and I had little figurines. You know, I had a little donkey and a little camel and a little manger, and I showed them all of that, and I told the story with these figurines, and you should have seen them. Their eyes were like this. And I thought, oh, to have the faith of a little child who hears this story maybe for the first time and with wild-eyed, childlike amazement is just saturating it. It's just soaking it up. It's just taking it in. They didn't miss Christmas. Oh, may that be the case for you tonight. Are you like the religious leaders who missed it? I mean, as I think about it, One theologian said the star was still out there. You know, these guys followed the star, followed the star, followed the star, followed the star, followed the star. Brings them to Jerusalem. It's still there, right there. Where is the king of kings to be born? In Bethlehem. Do the religious leaders go outside and look at the star? Probably not. They missed Christmas. Which are you like? The wise men, and the reason they're called wise is because they followed the star and they went to check it out. Or are you like the religious leaders who stroke their beard, very familiar with the story, he's born in Bethlehem, but you don't bother to show up to see what it's all about. And you've missed it. So how do you not, how do you not miss Christmas? Here's how you don't miss Christmas. Through the eyes of faith, go to Bethlehem. Through the eyes of faith, go to Bethlehem. Join the shepherds, join the wise men, make a spiritual pilgrimage all the way to Bethlehem and behold the birth of the Son of God, the Savior of the world. And when you make that spiritual pilgrimage to Bethlehem through the eyes of faith, understand how he came, why he came, why we need him, and what we do to make him ours.
First of all, let's talk about how he came. Do you know how Jesus, the Son of God, came? Obviously, he came as a... Let me say it again. He came, see if you're listening. He came as a what? How come he didn't come as a superhero? How, how come he didn't come like Iron Man? How come he didn't come to crush the Romans and establish justice and take out all the bad people? How come he didn't do that? I'll tell you why. How many of you are afraid of a baby? Some of you here tonight are afraid of God. You've made so many mistakes in your life and been so bad and, and you think, how can God accept somebody like me? I've, I've done this and I've done that and I've abandoned his ways and I've not shown up in church and all this kind of stuff and God's so ticked at me. God's so angry at me. I'm afraid of him. You don't need to be afraid of God. You don't need to be afraid of him. He came as a baby and nobody is afraid of a baby. Think about how the wise, you think the wise men, okay, here's, here's the wise men, you know, and we're, by the way, you think they were singing, we three, we three kings of Orient. You think they were singing? No, they weren't. They weren't, okay. But they got their gifts. And, and they, by the way, by this time, where was Jesus? Was he in the manger still? Despite what we see in the pageants, nope, he wasn't in the manger. He was in a house. Where was Joseph? I don't know. He was milking a cow or whatever, but he wasn't there. So these three wise men knock on the door. Mary opens the door. They walk in. Ah, it's a baby! Is that what they did? Nobody's afraid of a baby. You don't need to be afraid of God. Came as a baby. How did he come? He came as a baby. Why did he come? He came to offer eternal life and forgiveness of all your wrongs. All of them. He came to offer eternal life and forgiveness of all your wrongs and to establish a peace pact between you and God, signed, sealed, and delivered by his death and resurrection. Jesus Christ came to offer you life, a new life today that goes on into eternity. He came to bring peace and forgiveness and salvation into your life. And how did he earn that for you? This baby grew up, and for 33 years, he never sinned. Can you imagine that? We do. He didn't. He became our substitute. He lived a perfect life in obedience to commands I have broken and you have broken. And then the sacrifice for sin had to be a holy, unblemished sacrifice. And Jesus climbed that cross and was lifted up on that cross. And God laid the anger and wrath and punishment that we deserve because of our sin all on Jesus. He did it all for you. And if that wasn't enough, three days later, he came running out of the tomb to defeat death once and for all. This is why he came. He came to offer salvation to every one of you here tonight so that you don't miss Christmas tonight. What do you do then? By the power of the Holy Spirit, you say, oh, Lord God, forgive me for my sins. I have broken your commands. I have messed up. I have made mistakes in my life. I, I look at my life and I compare it to what your commandments say and I know I've fallen short of your standard and I confess that. I acknowledge that and I give it to you and I put my trust, my full and complete and total trust in Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you, some of you might have doubts tonight. That's okay I think of this one guy who came to Jesus and he had a, a son that was possessed by a demon and Jesus said, do you believe in the Son of Man? He said, I do. Help me with my doubts. Some of you have doubts tonight, and that's okay. You can come to God with those doubts, and he'll still accept you through faith in what Jesus has done. Some of you may not understand everything I'm talking about tonight, and that's okay. He'll still accept you where you are. I want to tell you, 
I don't understand how, how radio waves can pass through the air, go into a little machine, and I hear sound from it, right? I don't understand how television pictures can pass through the air, receive on this, this antenna thing, and come into my house and get HD. I don't get that. Do you? But I don't need to understand everything about it to enjoy it. You don't need to understand everything about Jesus to enjoy a relationship with him. That's what I'm telling you. And then you won't miss what? Christmas. So the wise men show up. They followed the star. Took them months. Talk about perseverance, huh? Took them months. Can you imagine the end of that trip seeing what they saw? Now, when they showed up, they had these three gifts, right? We already established the fact that they weren't afraid of this baby. They knew who it was, knew it was the Son of God, knew he was going to grow up to do amazing things, but they weren't afraid of him. So what if they would have shown up and they had gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and they would have exchanged gifts with one another instead of giving it to the tiny babe? Wouldn't that be weird? Have you ever thought about, wouldn't it be wild and crazy if you'd show up at somebody's birthday, especially a kid's birthday, and you have all these gifts, and all the guests exchange gifts with one another and not with the person whose birthday it is? Wouldn't that be weird? But isn't that what a lot of you are going to do tonight? Exchange gifts in honor of someone's birthday that you might not even know? I encourage you not to miss Christmas tonight. And you might be saying, well, Pastor Dave, what gifts can I bring my Lord and Savior Jesus? What gifts can I bring? And I encourage you, just like the wise men, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, we bring three things to the Lord Jesus' gifts. First of all, our trust. Lord Jesus, I don't understand everything you did for me, but I put my trust in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. You bring him your trust. Secondly, you give him your heart. You say, my heart belongs to you, Lord Jesus, I give it to you. And thirdly, you give him your life. I put my whole life under your care and keeping, Lord Jesus. Guide and direct me, mold and shape me into what you want me to be. When I fall, pick me up. When I sin, forgive me. When I'm afraid, restore me. I put my whole life in your hands, Lord Jesus. And if you do that, then guess what? You will not miss Christmas. Oh, that no one would leave this place missing Christmas tonight. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we come before you knowing indeed that we fall short of your standard. We mess up, we sin. We thank you, Jesus, that you did what you did so we could have what we have. You were born, you lived, you died, you rose again to give eternal life to all those who trust in you. And I pray that just about every person here tonight trusts in you and that they don't, they don't as a result of that, miss Christmas. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your great love, your amazing grace, your astounding mercy, your incredible love. We love you, Jesus, and we dedicate our life to you tonight, Lord Jesus, so that we do not miss Christmas. In your precious name, we pray all these things. Amen. Good morning, Pastor Dave. Hey, Kent. 
Wow, you nailed it. Oh, thanks, you know, brother. When did all of this happen? We're, we're so into giving gifts to each other. I had to chuckle when you talked about, uh, do you go to a birthday party and give each other gifts? <laughs> I mean, where did that all come about? This is about the Christ child. This is Jesus's birthday. Right. And I can think back to my mom when I would I would ask her, you know, what would you like for Christmas? And she would say, well, it's not my birthday. I, I love it. Nice shot, Mom. But, you know, I, I, want, wow. <laughs> I, would, I would like to know what to get you. But I, the other thing is I saw on TV just not too long ago where people were actually just getting their credit card paid off for the previous year, Christmas, oh. in November. It's like, wait a minute. Then you start that whole cycle over again. Mm. How did all this happen? Man, there's there is not an easy answer for that, Kent. I I, I think that the commercialization of Christmas that that has, you know, been instituted and seems to be more and more instituted every year, and we as a culture seem to go with it instead of bucking it. I don't, you know, now we have Amazon where you can just buy stuff so easily and right. have it easily delivered and people get incredibly in debt with their, as you said, with their credit cards and they miss, they really miss the whole idea of what this is about. So I think somewhere along the way, um, maybe because of capitalism in America, I don't know. I'm not trying to blame capitalism and I don't want to get political, but, you know, these merchants just use it as a way to make money at the expense of worshiping Jesus, right? Right. And like you said, we lose sight of the real meaning. Right. Now, I know there's folks that go down to like the Denver Rescue Mission and things like that because I work down there once in a while and they they bring their children down there to, so the kids can see mm-hmm. that, you know, just how well they have it, that that it's not about the gifts and everything. It's about giving and and helping feed these people that don't have as much maybe yeah. or people that really need a little bit of help. Yeah. And I think it really instills uh, something in those children that lasts the rest of their life. Yeah. But if we're showing these kids that it's all about, like you said, Amazon and buying and, and maxing out my credit card, mm. something really wrong with that. Well, our, our, the scriptures say clearly it is more blessed to give than to receive, right? right? And and to give gifts in honor of the king, to give gifts. And as I said in the sermon, to give the gift of our trust and, and our heart and our life to Christ, yes. um, what better gift can we give the one whose birthday we're celebrating in the first place? And, you know, my dad used to talk about this, Kent, that it always would bug him when people would take out the Christ part of the word Christmas right. and put in an X, Right. Happy Xmas. Right. And and I I don't know why people did that. Well, that's seemingly where our culture is. The the more we get along, the less Christ is the very essence of Christmas. It really is starting to become more Xmas. Mm-hmm. Right. It is. And I was thinking the other day where I was talking to some folks about that, you know, at least people are listening. Those that come out and they they give. Um there's a gentleman in New York that that gives money to people, and I, I saw a special on him that uh, the, he used some bus drivers to do that to mm. pass out money to people that were that were just down and out on their luck and, mm. and homeless possibly, mm. and uh, they would give they would give this money. This gentleman would give out probably half a million dollars a year, mm. and just the people giving the money were crying just as much or oh. just as hard as the people that were receiving wow. the gift. 
And I think that's what it's all about. And when you think about it, like you said in the oh. sermons, it was just uh, so perfectly, you know, what does Jesus want? Well, he wants us. Yeah. Our trust, our heart, our life. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, Kate, you said something that just made me think, you know, these people giving away stuff to, to folks to bless them. You know, you wonder on the on the night of Christmas when when Jesus was born, if our Heavenly Father was pretty excited about the gift that he had given the world, you know, mm, yes. maybe not tearing up, but his heart being moved and touched that indeed it is more blessed to give than to receive. And what greater gift does the world have than Christ? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and he gave us his life. Yes. You know, he, he gave his life away That's right. so that we have eternal life with him. Pretty cool. Oh, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to fathom. We've talked about that before. It's hard to fathom <laughs> that kind of love to to give your life to people. And your innocent life. You're, you're an innocent person. But to give your life for all of us, to save us from sin, to be able, like you said, to be able to live with him in all eternity. It's just hard for us as mere humans to really understand that, right? It's pretty powerful, Kent, and, and uh, it it uh, it touches my heart the way you said it. And uh, I mean, we're just blessed to know Jesus. And people, uh, thank you so much for listening to our broadcast. We're getting a lot of feedback lately from people who are just blessed by what they're hearing and. And I'm so humbled, and Pastor Tim, I know, would say the same thing, so humbled to be used by God to encourage you in your faith walk with Jesus, and uh, just keep listening, tell others about it, and uh, and uh, and also, if you can help us out uh, with uh, to, to pay for a broadcast, that would be great, and we're going to get that officially on the air, I know, in the next week or two. Right. Um, but you can call us at 303-424-4454. Uh, and you'll hear that number again at the end. If you want to sponsor a broadcast, we would appreciate it. And I know that we've had some folks that have shown some interest in, in um, sponsoring a broadcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we talked about it a little bit last week that we're reaching out to folks in Utah and, right. and, and several thousand here in the Denver metro area. Right. And what a what an opportunity for people to to help help us reach those people. Yeah, we, we just received news. As, as some of you know, Peace to You is in Salt Lake City. And the first year or so, we only had about three or 400 listeners. And we were going to pull the plug on that. And then in the last six months, it's tripled, basically. We have about 1,400 listeners now in, in Salt Lake City, which is just great. So it's growing there. It's growing here. And we just praise God for that. Well, thank you, and God bless you for such a, a wonderful message. My pleasure, Ken. This message, and and uh, we wish everybody just a wonderful New Year and and blessings uh, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Peace to You from Peace Lutheran Church here in Arvada, Colorado. If you have no church home, we would be delighted to have you join us on any Sunday. Our address is 5675 Field Street in Arvada, Colorado. Our services are at 8 a.m. and 1030. Bible classes for all ages are at 915. You can easily access our sermons online at www.peacelutheran.net. If you would like us to send a CD of today's broadcast at no charge to you, call us at 303-424-4454. Now, from the entire broadcast team at Peace Lutheran in Arvada, I am Adrian Belinsky, and may the peace of the Lord be with you today and always.